0: Episode 8 of this unnamed Creativity Podcast. Creativity, different points of view, different processes. And the reason I wanted to get you here is because you are the Director of People Operations and you have the job of finding creativity, recognizing creativity out in the world, mm-hmm. and then cultivating us yes. once we're here. So please introduce
1: yourself. I am Jamie Lawford, Director of People Operations at Digital Surgeons.
0: Give me a broad overview before we get too deep. What is Creativity from your perspective?
1: That's a good question because being not from like the design side of things, um, a lot of people think that that's what that means is being a creative is being from this design uh, mindset or background and I think it can be anything from just having a different point of view or different ideas or coming from uh, different frameworks or backgrounds that adds to the creativity of, of almost anything whether it is design or story or a new process that we might roll out here. I think creativity is a super broad word that people try and kind of make smaller or make only certain people fit into it when I think everyone in our organization is creative.
0: Okay. Explain that to me. Go deeper into that because that is right there. The reason I started doing this is because I was bucketing or fragmenting or trying to put it in a small little shell of what creativity is. And it is greater. And people have different ways of approaching it. So give me your perspective. What does that mean? Where do you see creativity beyond a designer?
1: So I see creativity every day from our receptionist, Amy, who is creating these puns that are going on our Slack channel. I see it. And her
0: illustration skills.
1: Her illustration skills. Things that I didn't even know until I dug deeper and got to know her that she had the capability and bandwidth to do. To me sitting down with... Carolyn, who is this very organized resource allocation project manager who sat with me and helped I needed a more organized mind. and she sat with me and came up some really great ideas about how to make our process here in terms of getting promotions and, and different things like that, and making it gamified. And so that's creativity to me, too, is just coming up with a new way of doing something. And I think that that comes from anyone. And they don't just have to be putting pen to paper and making a design or a logo.
0: I think that's something we've talked about in past episodes was having the, the side hustle or the creative outlet that you have outside of here. So here, I do this job and I'm part of this environment, but I have creativity in my life in some way, whether I'm applying it here like you do, where you find creative ways to get things done, right. or Carolyn, who has a side business Tori, who has a side business where they can be creative. Carolyn is taking reclaimed Wood and building cool stuff.
1: Yeah, and that's an interesting part of our interview process is one of the first questions I ask people is like, what do you like to do on the weekends? What do you like to do with your friends? And anytime someone says that they want to make something or they make music or they write or I remember Pete asked me in my interview and I was like, I go to, you know, antique shops and get old looking, you know, furniture and make it new again. There's something about that that again goes beyond design that just kind of shows creativity and people looking at problems differently.
0: What are some of the other ways you go about recruiting or or looking for talent? How do you find creativity? What do you look for? What other what are the things beyond makers that show someone that they're a unique creative mind?
1: So a lot of times, you know, you're. Shuffling through the Times New Roman sea of resumes, so that's an opportunity to to be creative as well. Is to either tell a story through your resume, be quirky, be yourself. Um, at the bottom of mine, for example, I talk about how many cups of coffee I drink a day, kind of music I like, that I'm a Yankee fan. Some people you have a resume out in the world? <laughs> is that what you just said? No, the one that got me here. Ugh. So if you can find opportunities to be a storyteller or to show that you've got creativity whether it's you're putting out some hobbies that you do, a portfolio site of photography or social media posts or whatever it is, there's ways on your business card, your resume, your LinkedIn to be creative and to get people like to catch people's eye. So I would say stand out amongst the Times New Roman resumes and have fun with it. You have to know your audience, of course, but there's a, there's a bunch of different ways from before someone even meeting you to have that opportunity.
0: What are some of the both great ones and terrible like ways people tried to be creative?
1: Interesting question. So I've had people, one of the things that stands out for me, and this was prior to me working here, I was at a staffing agency. So I saw a million resumes, you know, in my five years there. There was one girl who created a little jar and she, she sent, she like hand delivered it. And in the jar, there was all these different things. She probably got it at like a craft store that belonged in like a, a dollhouse. So they were like miniature and one was like a small Band-Aid and it was like because I fix things. One was a paper clip because I keep it together. And she had like all of these miniature things inside this small jar that I still have on my desk.
0: Wait, is this a good example or yeah, bad Yeah, I think this is good. Oh. It was
1: creative the way that she like she didn't have, you know, a resume. It was like this jar of things that stood for and she had a key, so like I didn't have to be like a Band-Aid. <laughs> what is that for? Um, this
0: person's crazy.
1: So I thought that that was like a different and unique way of doing something. And then even some of our people that we've hired here, even Jimmy, who was able to put some spec work together just because he had a passion for writing and he had no experience prior to mm-hmm. it showing that passion and that creativity with zero direction from, you know, a mentor or a manager and just seeing what he was able to do on his own. I think just having the drive, uh, we can help with, you know, honing in on it. But Mm -hmm. that's also, I think, a really good example. A bad example would be just like aggressive. People have walked in and been like, I need to see thinking that they're like going to set this example of drive and passion right. as well, but it's totally flopped on them, like demanding to meet with me and just being almost rude about it. If it was like, maybe a, if we were Wolf on Wall Street and it was a sales kind of organization, maybe that would go over differently, but here, mm-mm,
0: right, not so much. So you've obviously taken a creative approach to elevating culture, to helping establish process as part of people operations. Just Give me some examples of some things you've done. But also, how did you get there, more importantly? So what was your creative approach? Yeah.
1: So the the great thing about digital surgeons, I think, is that ideas can come from anywhere. So the fact that I could look at something and just say to Pete, like, this isn't working. And he goes to fix it. Like, try it out. And everything's an experiment. So I think that that's like just having that mindset, first of all, is if it doesn't go well, we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's, you know. Scrap it and we'll try something different. That's this podcast. There you go.
0: I had some meetings canceled. (laughs) Now we're going to have, I think you're episode eight. Eight. So we're going to have eight episodes online just for that.
1: Right. Um, So I love that, that it's just like, if that's what you want to do, like, go ahead and do it. So some of the things that we've done, I think that are creative is the idea of this human operating system where each person was prompted with six different questions that talked about their communication style what drives them crazy, what what motivates them, and it is available for anyone to look at. And so this way, instead of guessing and me being here a year and a half and now just finally figuring you out, right, mm-hmm. or you figuring me out or someone else, we're providing it so people are like, okay, well, Jamie hates when people are make excuses. Let me think about how I can be solutions-driven when I go and I talk to her. Or, you know, Dan hates being bombarded with Slack, so we'll go and talk to him in person. Just knowing those things about people where you can just put it out there, I think is a pretty creative way to get to know each other and just create better conversations and more room for fun conversations mm-hmm. maybe later. Did I answer your question?
0: Yes, you did. <laughs> now, that was an example of a success. I didn't hear one bad thing about that, which is incredible because we are very open about our, our feelings and opinions I did get here. trolled online, though. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Well, tell me about that.
1: So my cousin lives in California. I think, I want to say near like Silicon Valley-ish, where everyone thinks that all the good ideas come from there. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned that the document was open source. And some guy was like, who's the author of this? Not knowing, I was like tagged in it. And I was like, here I am. And he basically said I was using the term wrong and making digital surgeons look bad. And that open source means that anyone, not just in the four walls of digital surgeons, should be able to come in and look at it. Which I don't think is because
0: people would really enjoy
1: reading, like reading
0: how I want to be briefed on a project, right?
1: So I said, Well, you know, I think it's open source within our organization, but you're right, maybe I should have said mixed source or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he just kept going and going and just telling me I was stupid. And I was like, If you're like, Honing in on this one word that you're yeah. missing the whole point. Right. I think that that means it's an excellent blog.
0: Yeah. Well, internally, right. it was <laughs> everyone loved it and people have used it. Yeah. And I've had multiple people ask me or comment about the things that I wrote in my section, which is right. clear people went in and read it, which is nice because we move so fast, it's hard for people to slow down and actually read things. Yeah, here, and we love. had
1: a couple of stragglers at the end, right. one of them being John, our CFO.
0: He's always the straggler.
1: And uh, I sent the email and everyone was like, oh, my God, I have to read JP's. (laughs) So people were like, I think people were really interested because we want to have better conversations and people love to talk about themselves anyways and really kind of have some time to be a little introspective. And exactly like you said, people have come up to me and said, I know you don't like this. We'll do it anyways." sometimes, which is like, well, I'm glad you're validating that you read it. (laughs) so we'll get better at that part but i think it was a success and hopefully as new people join us and i'm i'm wondering if it is even on the intern level that we we start as part of the onboarding process mm-hmm. to be like we want to get to know you and we want to work best with you
0: right yeah but now that was a success but we the creative department we often deal with creative projects that are not, not a success we deal with clients who change things or you know sometimes we just we hit Walls. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of projects like that that are a success. What do you do when they're not a success? How do you deal with that?
1: I drink. And, you know, we try, I try and pivot where I can. I have to see like how much of it is just people wanting to have an opinion just to have one. If you can come with me a solution or say like why this isn't working, I'm totally willing to listen and, and kind of change things around. But I'd say something that we all worked on um, together was that the team of teams uh, where we thought we were doing something Mm -hmm. so amazing for digital surgeons and to create a more inclusive company. And really, (laughs) we probably put us behind a little bit. Um, But should I explain what that is? Sure. So the idea of team of teams was instead of having... Separate departments working maybe in silos. We created uh, little teams of project manager and account manager, a designer, a developer that worked on specific clients as opposed to a project. A new project coming in, and we just putting whoever's available on it. There was some pros. There I think there was more cons than pros, but that was a really good example of like let's try it. Looks mm-hmm. great on paper, and the the reception we got was. From the team, which kudos to them, was like, we'll try it. Yeah. And um, I think because we have such an open and kind of, we, we just strive for transparency that uh, we were able to collect feedback and be like, this isn't actually working so great.
0: But it was I, creative. I I still feel in my heart that it was right that we just didn't fix and iterate quickly enough to I maintain it.
1: think it's a better idea when we're bigger.
0: It was a big runaway train that we just watched go off a cliff.
1: Yeah. But I also think because we're so we're we're smaller, I think that it was a little bit tougher. And so some of the teams yeah. got more projects than others or and I also think about I mean you came from a big agency like people work here because they don't just want to be on one client. They like to be able to help each other out on different projects. And I know that a couple of our designers felt like they weren't able to, right. to riff as much with other people or brainstorm and, you know, those bigger agencies when you're just stuck in, I don't know, like Keebler world for, <laughs> for how long mm-hmm. that makes people want to, want to try something new and, and be on a different project. So I think people were also feeling hints of that.
0: Yeah. It, it did cut down on, it increased cross department collaboration. And it decreased inner or intra yeah. department communication. And I would agree with
1: that. People felt like pretty segmented because we literally moved their seats. We moved, so our account team wasn't able to share best practices. Our designers weren't able to kind of creatively riff on on mm. things that they were working on. So it definitely had I think positive things, but for the I think the size that we're at right now, it just it it didn't work.
0: Right. So now you also didn't come from big agencies, but you came from a position where you were looking into Mm -hmm. agencies of all sizes, right? So this is all about creativity. So I don't want to get into too much of the, just what you saw in those, but narrow it on creatively. You talk about team sizes or structure. What are some things we're doing well here creatively, but what are some things that we can do? Basically what's going on in the world that we're not seeing because we are in our own little box here. Right. If we're talking creative, what are creative things we need to open our eyes to?
1: So I worked with all size agencies, being able to to recruit for them, but then I also worked on the corporate. I was filling corporate jobs, or you know, uh, companies that had internal mini agencies. Mm -hmm. And I would say, um, on the agency side, there was it was like the smaller the organization, the less red tape, and the less you didn't have. More people were empowered. And I feel like, and Pete and I have had this conversation a few times, it's like, what's the difference between empowered and having the authority? Because people should feel very empowered here. And I think we have to get better at making sure everyone knows that. Like, don't be so scared. Our, our new hires are scared to maybe push the envelope because it, it feels a little uncomfortable or, or not safe. But like, that's sometimes the stuff that sticks. Mm -hmm. And that's also how people get a creative outlet sometimes is being able to, you know, there's always three things, the safest, the middle ground, and when, you know, we're really pushing it. And sometimes I feel like we're missing that a little bit internally Mm -hmm. and externally. And I feel like that that comes from just making sure people feel like they can do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think one aspect of that coming from other agencies is we don't spend our time pitching. We don't, we just don't do that. True. And, and most agencies, a lot of the push ideas happening in the, in the pitches when it comes to client work. Let me tell you, we're, that's down the middle every time. I'm very good from that experience, knowing what the down the middle looks like and when we need it. Right. But that's the thing is we, we have to stay out of that space here um, and find opportunities to get the push in those. We have that occasionally getting the big push ideas that get clients super excited right to do something different that the other agencies aren't bringing them because they've already won the pitch
1: right and maybe that starts with internal like some of the some of the marketing initiatives or things that you know we want to push for our employees or how we're marketing ourselves Mm -hmm. maybe that's a good place for us to start to try and just and the tone
0: we set in in these doors Mm -hmm. like with our wine and cheesy exactly Wine and Cheesy.
1: And me putting wine and cheese gala. out fake dog food and real dog food and hoping everyone's smart enough to figure it out. <laughs> there was real dog bones on the counter.
0: Oh, that's what the commotion was about.
1: Khan eat one knowing it was dog food. Well, so not my fault.
0: You can eat Fresh Pet.
1: This was not Fresh Pet. Okay. But I turned it around so you can <laughs> see the logo. All
0: right. Well, we but can can get some it. Fresh Pet for everyone to enjoy. That'll be our next creative.
1: I think that's. A like really an exercise
0: good idea. or event. Let's do a bunch of recipes.
1: Fear factor.
0: No, no, we won't even tell them. We're gonna do a bunch of recipes. Like we'll do nachos, chicken nachos, chilies. Yeah, and we'll we'll do a little pizza, mm-hmm. and then we'll serve it all up, and then let everyone enjoy it, have a great time, and say thanks so much for participating in this fresh pet event. You ate. You ate. Fr- you ate dog food.
1: I think it'll go over well.
0: Great, let's do it. It's creative too. Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna listen to this. They won't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Number you can go, 8. And go think back it was to work. Solid. I have a question for you. What? You are going to be on the spot. Name this podcast. Give it a name.
1: Is it always going to be about creativity?
0: Always. Every single one's about creativity from a different perspective. We have seniors, we have juniors, we have strategists, we have writers. It's all over the place. Can you
1: give me a like one that someone else came up with? We
0: have Clips, we have On the Spot, we have Unbranded, we have Inside Creativity, we have Don't remember the rest.
1: Do I have to give one? Clips.
0: Clips. That's what Jimmy said. (laughs) Do you? What do you Um, got?
1: I don't know. Flex those creative muscles. Who? See, I'm like better at like puns.
0: Okay, give me a pun.
1: Like it's got to be something with like masterpiece theater or or who was the guy that used to do like book reviews?
0: Book reviews. Yeah,
1: he'd sit in like a big leather chair. I don't know. Or like, what is uh, Zach Galifianakis?
0: Between two ferns.
1: Between two gyms.
0: But Jimmy's not in here anymore.
1: <laughs> but he helps.
0: Okay. Between two gyms. Episode eight <laughs> with director of people operations. Jamie. 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 Okay. That's it. Go back All to right. work. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.